Thanks for tuning in to the Undercuts review of the 2023 Singapore Grand Prix. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and enjoy the show. By being a racing driver, you are under risk all the time. By being a racing driver means you are racing with other people. And if you no longer go for a gap that exists, you're no longer a racing driver. We had the 2023 Singapore Grand Prix. Nick, you've said this has been your second home race for a long time because you lived there for a while. Um, Not typically, well, we've had some crazy races here over time, although in the past, not a lot of overtaking. Plenty of safety cars over the years. You know, every year there's been a safety car, at least one. Um, With the changes to the circuit. They were quite, you know, the, the crews were on uh, on the TV saying, "Are we going to get a safety car this year?" Because a lot of the safety cars would always come at that crazy little bit that they've cut out, where they'd go round the front of the big grandstand on front of the bay and then turn left underneath the grandstand. And there are a number of people that had embarrassing accidents at like 35, 40 miles an hour, just going straight on into some into a barrier right there. But always, uh, you know, for me, just enjoy seeing some of the scene. Singapore scenery, the landscape, the cool architecture, and the gardens by the bay, and all that sort of stuff lit up, and the golf course right across from the start finish. Uh, yes, the Marina Bay golf course you see there with the lights on all the time. I think they're closing yeah. that in the next couple of years because that's a valuable piece of real estate there. So they're going to be getting rid of the golf course and like building more high rises and stuff there. I imagine. So that's so sad. Yeah, home of one of the only par six golf holes that you get in the world. Whoa! How long? How long does it play? Uh, it's like six hundred and something yards. Jesus! <laughs> I made it on in three. So what would? Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I think I made a bogey. You know, <laughs> but, you, know. you couldn't. Could you yeah. get a four? You couldn't get a four under. I don't know what that would be. Albatross. Anyway, it's not a golf podcast. Yeah. No. <laughs> but no. must be it, it's got to be one of the hottest races, right? For the from from a combination of humidity and temperature, right? Because my socials Absolutely. were just filled with F1 drivers sitting in ice baths like mm-hmm. as they went through practice and qualifying like uh, yeah carlos were, uh, had his little rubber duckies in his ice bath they were loving it they were they were <laughs> and like but it also looked very low tech like they were just sitting in like you know these trash cans got at home deep <laughs> they're, they're trash cans yeah. basically they're trash right. cans <laughs> that's the best they could do these multi-million dollar companies right. with you know you, like you, what you imagine they'd kind of have this sort of cryo type <laughs> thing like neutral. darth vader comes right. out of it. exactly <laughs> like you know david beckham was sleeping in one of these like hyperbolic chambers or something to make right. his foot better when he broke it in that was like 20 years ago we haven't 98 we haven't got beyond uh, a, a trash can filled with ice. <laughs> no, that was 2002, <laughs> wasn't it? 2002 with, with Beckham's left met, foot. When we all learned what a metatarsal was. Well, That's everybody right. in England anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely uh, crazy hot, right? Crazy hu- hot and humid, which is yeah, and just, it just a horrible combination. When the sun goes down, it doesn't get any cooler. Right. It's like the humidity means that the sun just heats up the air. You don't even when the sun's out, you don't even really feel it because yeah. the, the heat of the sun just heats up all of the air around you, and it doesn't even get to you. So the heat of the sun itself. The hardest race on the drivers, then you'd have to say, but, yeah, because you know. it always goes the full two hours, pretty much as well. Right. Even though they were cutting out ten seconds of lap time and adding on a lap, 
uh, because of the the shortening of the circuit by 130 meters. Yeah, they they still ran over one hour and fifty. So it always wow, goes they ended really up going really long. Over 150 this race. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's wow. what it usually was, even before they even cut before. It out. But yeah, right. it was. Uh, we will come into why it was a little bit slower than it would have probably been when we kind of talk about what's happening during the race. But yeah. it still is two very very hot hours. So let's jump right into qualifying because there was definitely a little action going on this weekend. The first few guys that were coming around for the final laps during Q1, who was it? Like the, the Haases came through with some really fast laps. The Alphataris came through with some pretty fast laps. And then Lance was coming through and, and lost it on the curb and crashed into the wall. It was a pretty horrendous crash. Um... I, I mean, I said in our chat that it was kind of Senna-esque the way where, where he, he hit the wall in relationship to, to the car. Um, but with what the cars are now and how they're able to break apart and dissipate all of that action onto oh. the car, it was, uh, he was able to walk out. And I mean, he went right to the medical center, but I believe, you know, nothing too serious, probably good that they didn't try and race him, give him that time off. Um, but luckily he was able to walk away from from that crap. yeah i mean and as you know the, as good as the car is around keeping that you know keeping the, the the main part of the chassis as as solid as it can be it's the hands device that really um is the big thing for these kind of head-on impacts you know you look at dale earnhardt that was not even well dale earnhardt's crash was not even anything close to what um the energy that went through uh land stroll in that crash uh, on saturday it was uh, it was a hefty yeah, shot. Yeah, I mean, and, you mentioned you, know, you mentioned that was it that documentary one last uh, yeah, last week, yeah. which I, I watched in the in the intervening times, and yeah, I mean the the definitely that was the the full safety uh, advancements on show yeah on on show with Stroll's crash there, and and amazing that they were at an in car shot in real time as the, yeah. the crash happened yeah. like, so yeah. i think i was watching it and i sort of screamed out he's lost it like right as he, he yeah went into because coming wall. through the chicane as well he, he the yeah. back end was loose as he was accelerating out of that last chicane before the, the last two yeah. corners and i was watching it and he was like he, his back end's a bit happy and then yeah. it went again in the corner and oof. yeah so the, straight to the scene of the accident yeah how many g's uh when he hit the wall it was no i, I didn't yeah, see but- probably a lot but a good yeah. i mean yeah but the combination of the car plus the, the the barriers you know doing their their job to exhort absorb the energy yeah but yeah. i mean it, it's it's certainly screwed up um uh oscar right oscar was on a hot lap i think mm. he got right dumped out of q1 but he had a good shot of making it through um but you know that's that's what happens that's why they're all queuing up right to get bank yeah. laps in because they knew yeah. that Safety cars and red, not safety cars and qualifying, but red flags and qualifying are high probability because there's nowhere to go. Yeah, Yeah, we've seen it many times before. um, But like you said, Oscar got got unlucky this time. Um, Lance even like had the slowest time on the track, even when he crashed. Um, Just more. I mean, of course, the crash was was bad, but just really, really bad on him all the way around. And then both the Alpha Romeos and, of course, Logan Sargent out in the first session as well. Although it's always a tough track for guys racing here the first time. 
Um, but someone that didn't seem to struggle around the track the first time, Liam Lawson had an incredible qualifying in Q2. Both the Red Bulls were really struggling during the session. I think during the banker laps, they Max was P10 during the first laps, and, and Checo was, was a little bit farther down. So they really needed these last laps to catapult them into Q3 contention. But unfortunately, neither of them was able to put in a good lap. They were sliding all over the track. They couldn't get any traction, which is really like their big thing all season is having really good traction around corners and being able to, to get out. But it just was not working for them. And then ultimately, Liam Lawson is the one that pushes Max out of the top 10 and out of Q3. Um, really good on him and really, really poor for Red Bull this weekend. But Everybody, yeah, not, Red Bulls, everyone who doesn't like Red Bull was thrilled by by what we saw. Yeah, yeah. Anybody Red that Bull doesn't couldn't like get. isn't a fan of Red Bull. Like, even if you don't not like Red Bull, exactly. you're like, thank you, Lord. Yeah, <laughs> something different, something yeah. different. But yeah, the, their rear end, they just could not get. They could not get the rear rear end grip. You know, every time you'd see um, Perez, it looks like he was fighting the rear end, and Max was getting it too. Right, I think in the um, going through turns one, two, and three, Checo dropped it in the in uh, the end of Q two. He was just trying to go around the corner, and the, the back end was just not playing at all. It, it was going out on him, and in the same place with with Max too. They just couldn't get it facing in the right direction around the corner. And uh, yeah, it was great. It was get him get him out in uh, in Q two, and then when it went into Q three, you've got. You know, it's a bit more exciting for the people watching because it's not a foregone conclusion, right? You've got you've got three or four different cars that can get someone up there. Obviously, Lando had the uh, Lando had the upgrades on the McLaren this week that uh, that Oscar didn't, so he was always going to go probably a little closer to Q three than Oscar would have done getting up there as well at the front. But um, yeah, Carlos, Charles. You know, both both the uh, Mercedes as well. They were all battling it out for Q uh, for pole in Q three. There, there was a little uh, little shade thrown from uh, uh, Bottas. I don't know if you saw on uh, Instagram. He posted um, Q three streaks. Val- Valtteri Bottas, one hundred and three races. Red Bull, Red Bull Racing, one hundred and two races. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. If that was back when he was with Mercedes, but. That was his Instagram story, but to be fair, I think Red Bull took a lot of this on 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 the chin. I mean, what, whatever the reason was, and whatever you know, they're not going to say out loud exactly what they think their problem might be. But you know, they got to they got to take it. Uh, they've been dishing it out to everybody else, so I think it was their time this week just to to suck it up a little bit. I but. felt like after that part of qualifying every time i heard christian horner talking his voice has gone up in like three pitches it sounds like everything he was saying was like super like questionable like it was he definitely so everybody was hanging on every word he had to say because when you're trying to explain yourself why things aren't going so well people are like trying to read read between the lines when when everything's working great he can just you know sit back and relax and be tell everybody to catch up um so uh yeah I, for sure i agree with you um but does he feel the pressure i don't think so <laughs> no, probably not no 
There's no pressure now because no Max no. has more points than Mercedes. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're they're doing okay. Um, but the great thing out of Q3, Carlos, who I said I think it was in our chat, like ever since the rumors started coming around that Albon was linked with Ferrari and maybe one of the seats, Carlos has been on fire, and he gets his second pole in a row with. Everybody had a chance coming through. Um, Carlos, I think, was the first of like the the top guys to come through, which is weird. Yeah. Usually, we see it's the last person coming through is the one that really gets the best chance at pole. But um, Carlos was the first one out of that group, and he was able to nail it. Um, he put all the sections together. Charles was close. Lando was close, and then George with that last lap coming through, looking like he might have a chance, but. Um, he was just behind him and Carlos got a second pole in a row. Um, unbelievable from him and Ferrari in the top three to start the race. Mercedes was what P two and P five or P six. Um, really, really great to see such a mixed up, mixed up grid. Yeah. To start yeah no, nice and nice and tight. And, uh, yeah. Is, is Carlos like the best Ferrari driver right now, Mark? I, I don't know. Like today, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Car- you know, Carlos is <laughs> this um, weekend or the past two weekends. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he's, well, he's always been that way, right? He like he takes a while to figure things out, or he's just not that guy. You can't that take a whole. You can't take a whole fast. season, Mark. Though. <laughs> well, I mean, last year was kind of the same thing, right? He kind of was always getting beat by Charles, but towards the end of the season, he was starting to push him a little bit more. Not like this. Now he's literally, you know, beating him. Obviously, but yeah. Um, it's not a total surprise because he did the same thing at McLaren. You know, he was uh, Lando was beating him pretty handily at the beginning of the season, and he started to figure out the car and push him as the season went on. So, not a total surprise. It, it's I think it's more of a surprise that Charles. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know what you label lost it. Something. If, he, if he lost yeah. something or just I agree, yeah, he just seems dejected working. all the time. He just yeah. like yeah. he he doesn't appear to be happy. Yeah. He's it's not a happy a guy. Right on his now. face whole season, like the whole season is just not really clicked with Charles. So, uh, I mean, I get it now. At this point, you're past halfway through the season, and now you're getting beat by your teammate to to put it on top of that. So, yeah. But I think Carlos is just, you know, like you said, Jason. As soon as anyone started to doubt him, he sort of doubled down on himself, and he's just come out the come out the gates this uh, this last couple of races he's just been a completely different driver than what we've seen for the first half of the season and for most of last year as well and um yeah i i was probably you know one of the people who maybe halfway through the season was thinking if there's a seat that's going to be up for grabs in a top team next year Maybe it's the second seat in in Ferrari alongside Charles, but that's clearly not going to be the yeah. case now. You know no. the way that Carlos has been driving this last couple of races has just been flawless, not just from the speed in qualifying, but just the way he he's been handling races and just how cool of a head he's got. Um, you know, he's just he's turned up the performance and it's really showing. It's really impressive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and a super exciting 
qualifying session, one that was a dry, a dry track too. So we've had two of those in a row now where it hasn't been wet, although it did rain a little bit during the weekend, which kind of made it a little bit of a greener track, but not quite what we had seen earlier in the earlier in the season. So we found out pretty early on in the day that Lance was not only not going to be racing, which we kind of expected, but also that Aston Martin wouldn't be putting out a second car at all. Could they? Could they do that? Could they put somebody in the car? They cars? can't. No, because it, it's in Park Ferme, right? Um, as soon as the person hits qualifying, then then it's locked down. So that that option isn't really available. Um, I didn't know that. But I don't, was Felipe Drogovic even around? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> even if it, if yeah, it happened in the practice, I don't know. Uh, they'd have found someone from somewhere maybe, but probably Mitch that car wasn't. Yeah, you know, that car was completely destroyed though. So um, yeah, yeah, it was, it, that that chassis itself wouldn't have made the race. Mm. Um, it was a yeah. bit of a write off, yeah, being yeah. you know so so far from home base there's no way to really get another another tub out there because i don't think yeah. they carry three so we talked about t cars last week as well didn't we martin yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no third car anymore yeah trying to do cost cost con- cost controls continue the conversation on pine-sports.com that's p-i-n-e-sports.com and the pine sports discord which you can find linked on the website and join us in a one-of-a-kind fantasy Formula One contest at coopsf1.com. That's C-O-O-P-S-F number one dot com, where you can put your theories to the test. And then Joe was already starting at the back of the grid anyway, so they put in a new power unit for him, and he started from the pit lane. Ferrari was the only one to change up the strategy in the top 10, at least. Um, Everyone started on mediums except for Charles, who started on soft tires, which is kind of a weird choice at this track with how the deg was was working and then the red bull starting out of the top 10 it made sense for them to try something different and start on the hard tires um i'll also say leclerc started on used soft tires that's right they weren't even even new so even less life in them um i don't know how many laps he'd put on them but probably at least three or two laps it was two laps i thought it was three yeah but yeah interesting is interesting strategy if he wasn't going to get by carlos immediately but you know there you go yeah, I guess it, they're playing the the safety card game and seeing how that would work. But um, yeah, split strategies or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, interesting from them. And then we get to the start of the race. Lewis was right up on the edge of, I guess, George coming into turn one, but he was going way too fast. Or I guess. Really, I think what he moved, saying, he'd been made. He'd made the move, yeah, and he was yeah, going yeah. round. It was just George's car was there, and rather than say, "All right, well, there's a car there, so I can't get by," he went to the right. Now they put that thing there to say, if you do go off, you got to go round at Bollard. So I think it was a bit cheeky to even try it, but um, he went off the track. It was deemed well. He, certainly, getting ahead of George. That was gaining yeah. an advantage, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, I mean, George had a pretty terrible start. It has to be said. From yeah. he was second, right? He 
he got off way slow. So Carlos was off down the road, but uh, yeah. And in the yeah. in the run up, they was they were saying that the right hand side of the grid was being on the racing line was easily worth a couple of meters off the line just because of the amount of rubber that's there right. and you get right. a much stronger grip off the start. So, you know, be it's almost an advantage to be third over being second in situations right. like that, right? And I think that that yeah. was, um, yeah, that so, was, so yeah, it ended up being the problem the, for him. So it ended up being the two Ferraris because right. Charles had a decent start, right? So it was the two Ferraris yeah. and then uh, – Hamilton Lewis after his after yeah. his shortcut, yeah, with uh, Lando and and or George and Lando behind, yeah. yeah. They needed help in the track. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. that, that should not be an option for the sun. Yeah. He flew through there, like he it did. Was <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. There wasn't a penalty there. He didn't have to weave through any barriers or anything right. like that. Yeah, but he didn't. He, it wasn't like he locked up or anything. I mean, he had full control of the yeah, car. He, he, yeah, he, he brought drove. it to a yeah. stop. Yeah. There was just nowhere to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or he could have just not tried to get by George and just hung fire right behind him because he'd passed Lando. Yeah, right. He got the move done on Lando. So, yeah. all he and it's not like George out. is not going to take the apex there, right? I mean, like right. you know, what was he expecting? <laughs> yeah, but he immediately gave the spot back to George, and then I think after a lap or so, he ended up giving the spot back to Lando as well. So. Other than Charles and George switching, um, it was pretty much the same from the top 10 going through the first lap. Yuki pulled off. He had made contact with Checo, I believe it was, um, and he got a puncture, and he just pulled off on the off to the side of the road and was out he of the didn't, race. He didn't want yeah. to try and get the tires changed. He just kind of stopped. Yeah, he just yeah. pulled into the bus stop. Did you see when he pulled off the track? There's like a, the bus stop right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I actually used to. That was the that was the stop immediately before the stop that I used to get off when I went to work. Um, nice. But it was yeah. It, it's like all he needed to do was turn right, and then you've got that straight, and then the chicane, and then you're at the pits on the left. Yeah. So I don't get why he didn't try and at least get back there. I mean, yeah, okay, if he'd have. If the wheel had fallen off, then we'd have had a safety car. But that was the start of the race, and it wouldn't have it wouldn't have impacted yeah. anything, right? So it was a little bit weird, a little bit strange that he didn't do that. But uh, you know, a, a lot of rumors about Yuki uh, going around at the moment. You know, it's like um, especially with with Liam Lawson doing so well and Daniel Ricciardo coming in to the car um, and beating Yuki. It's like, well, was Nick DeVries really that bad? Because everyone was saying that Yuki was doing much better this year than last year because he was being shown up by Pierre last year. It's like, well, maybe maybe he really wasn't that good, but it was such a massive downgrade from Pierre to Nick DeVries that it made him look good. And now he's gotten some real drivers in next to him. He's starting to get shown up. I don't know. Maybe I it's going to his head. I have not been a big believer of Yuki, even when things were going well. I've had questions because of exactly that. It doesn't seem like he's taking these big leaps. I mean, he just happened to have a teammate that couldn't figure the car out. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't get why he didn't at least c- carry on either. It didn't seem like his car was that broken, but yeah, you know, especially a track like Singapore where we have seen multiple safety cars in a race. So you never know where your opportunity is going to come, where you're going to have a chance to, to get back in the race. Yeah. I mean, that's right. He's at the back end of the lap. That's what turned 13 right there. So, mm-hmm. He wouldn't have lost a great deal of time. Maybe he'd have been like a half a lap down or something like that, which 
yeah, fine, you're running half a lap down for most of the race, but all it takes is a safety car and then you're back up with the pack. And then a second safety car and good strategy, you could be looking at points. I mean, I I said in our chat, there's an asterisk next to the race, but in 2008, Fernando Alonso did win from 15th place (laughs) on the grid. To be fair, someone did crash on purpose to make that happen, but... (laughs) That's it a different documentary that everyone has to go watch. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, to go back to this race, I mean, Joe stopped on for lap two. Lap two, he, he started on soft tires and stopped on lap two and put on hard tires, presumably yeah, to, right? yeah. to try and go to the end, which seems a little ridiculous. What was the thinking there? That you just get yourself in clear air, you're not pushing your tires that hard, no. you're getting airflow over them, and you can just tootle around and hope that the race comes to you. I mean, you're, you're, he's trying to. He's aiming for tenth, not first, obviously. So yeah, different, right. different strategy. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sonoda not doing himself any favors by unless, unless I haven't heard an explanation. Yeah, I mean, I guess there could have been some damage that they didn't they didn't tell us about, but definitely weird from a pers- yeah. uh, you know from our perspective. But Max is already starting to move up the field. He had been stuck in a Haas sandwich for a few laps, um, but he was finally able to get past Kevin, who we should probably say has also been doing surprisingly well the past couple races, who all season before this has been dominated by Nico Hulkenberg, but has seemed to be able to, at least this race weekend, turn it up. And it was really ahead of Nico all, all race, but Max was able to get by him. Um, and then he's going to chase down Alcon, who is in P7. So he's already in the points, good, which is good for him. Um, and then you hear George say on the radio that it looks like the Ferraris are sacrificing Charles's race for Carlos. Um, I thought well, that was, was kind of obvious from the yeah. start. They put him on soft comment. tires. Yeah, yeah, weird comment from, from George mid-race to say that. But, I mean, they were telling Charles to build a gap you know, to, to, to Carlos ahead of him. So he was totally you know, right on with what he was saying. Yeah. They wanted him to be three seconds behind Carlos or something like that. I think I yeah. heard that as a number. Which is, yeah. And five. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he started at three. People. And then yeah. as they were getting towards what was anticipated to be some pit stops to, uh, to get five. Yeah. It's just the kind of thing that's been going on the whole time, but it's more about they've been battling out for third, fourth, and fifth, and we just haven't heard it on the radio because like, we're just focused on Max winning, or is this just a strategy that's without the Red Bulls in play, this is now how these teams have to battle each other as a as a duo, right? That's how it has been historically, but Max has just been so dominant. We haven't heard this sort of like advanced strategy discussion this year, really. Yeah, I think it's also that you haven't really had two cars in the lead positions of a race that much certainly in the early stages of a race that you can make the strategy work right because you've got obviously max out front disappears but Checo hasn't really been qualifying right there and and being that person to to max but max hasn't really needed it anyway but then to your point martin you know are people doing it further down the grid a little bit yeah, we used to maybe, but it, it's maybe. just it's not interesting if it's a if it's yeah. a tactical battle for fourth on the you know. Yeah, I, I would think field. that we would be hearing about it if Ferrari was doing this. So I don't think Ferrari's been doing this yeah. throughout the season. You know, no. like this. 
this Probably. track can't pass, uh, you know, becomes a bit more strategic in a chess match. Yeah. So I could see why they did it here, but yeah, I don't think Ferrari, well, clearly like Monza, they were not doing any race strategy <laughs> yeah. between the two teammates. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also, it's, oh, you, know, you mean where, you mean where Leclerc locked up all his tires and tried to like take out his teammate? That, <laughs> that one, that wasn't strategy. All right. Now shall, shall try and spearhead into the back of Carlos. Maybe you can give him a bump. <laughs> <laughs> but also you know it's because it's it's a tough track to pass right so t- you know it cars can run slightly slower yeah than they would normally because the, it's so difficult for the car f- behind to pass them so that's why at this point the lap times were not that fast and this is when the commentary team was saying they're really not going particularly quickly right now they're, because yeah. tired egg was tired egg was the the main uh, the main issue. Tires were degrading a lot faster than than maybe people thought. There weren't many hard tire runs on Friday because the thing with Singapore is you only get indicative type uh, track conditions in the evening se- you know the evening session. So mm. practice two, qualifying, and then the race. They're, you know the free practice one and free practice three you're not really you're not on a track that has the same characteristics as it's going to happen in the race so it was a lot you know a bit more unknowns in terms of the tires and they were degrading a lot so people were being super conservative because it's what did they say 29 second um 29 second pit stop delta during normal race conditions and i think like 20 or so seconds 19 seconds maybe for uh, one under the safety car so it's only ever going to be a one lap a, a one stop race because you can't do two stops because it's, it's it's like a third of a lap that you lose logan lap 19 crashes into the wall again mick 2.0 it's he's turning into <laughs> Um, it seems that he has pace, but he just can't keep it on the track and out of the walls. It's incredibly frustrating to see. He's missed. He's, he's kind terrible. of missed. He's like Mister Irrelevant, isn't he? I mean, what what's he doing yeah. out there? Uh, it's I not mean, been Albon's good. Get, Albon's getting something out of that car, and he's just not. He's just not there. I mean, he's, he, everybody gets to make mistakes, I guess, but ugh, yeah. It's a lot of mistakes. It's a, it's a lot of mistakes. He has cost me. them so much money this year. <laughs> yeah, I, like, sure. I would love to know what the total, you know, rebuild costs are for just him alone. Yeah. yeah. He took out his front wing, right? And then yeah. ended up driving around the whole track with the wing lodged under, under the, the car. Under the car. Yeah. Spraying carbon fiber everywhere, which I guess every piece of carbon fiber is a, fiber is a potential puncture. Um, but, uh, I mean, what, yeah. what was he going to do? He's not going to get out and pull it, pull it out. Is he? So <laughs> right. You know, I don't, I don't blame him for that. But it seemed like a long. He went all the way round before they called the safety car. That 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 was a bit. It of a was weird a little timing. weird, wasn't it? And it's like because yeah. yeah. if it's just little bits that kind of go to the side of the track, then that's not really a big deal. Yeah. So it was kind of odd that they put out the full safety car. Or yeah. you know maybe it was just because there was debris in multiple different places around the track, 
that yeah. that they did yeah, it. Yeah, there were some decent know. sized chunks. Yeah, I think yeah. you know they're just taking that stance now. From you know they're going to go full safety if there's anything that could fly off and hit a fan or whatever. That you know they just- they must have a massive army of people right all around the track. So once if they bunch all the cars up, you've got a minute to run out onto the track, pick up your piece of carbon fiber, and run back out. You've got like an army of people to do that all around the track, I suppose. So. Yeah. yeah, but in Singapore, it, they're all volunteers. It's all amateur. It's not like because there's no other racing that occurs in Singapore. Right. So it's not like when you go to like the British Grand Prix and you have marshals who are, you know, they're not professional, but because they're all amateur, they're all volunteers, right? Um, but marshals who work at Silverstone or work at Brands Hatch, like every you know three weekends right, out other of four, races, yeah, for other race sure. series and and the like, the guys in Singapore. You can go online and you sign up to become a marshal, and then you go to some training sessions that start in February, and then after about four or five months of like one weekend a month training, then you're a marshal ready to go for the Formula One race. So I thought about doing it, and a friend of mine did it. But um, the one thing is, though, they are a little bit disorganized because they don't really know huh. what they're doing because they teach them what to do. But the the communication element of it all is probably the hardest part for people that aren't you know doing it regularly so like i remember when i think it was 2014 i forget whose uh front wing came off right in front of where i was sitting um by the padang and the safety car was out for like seven laps or something Jeez. just while they got this stuff out of the way it looks like they've started doing they've got a lot better at it because yeah you know there's the safety car it was what couple of laps and then they were back underway again so just run out with their brooms and clear it up and then away we go yeah everybody piled in to the pits basically i mean there was a little this like little like did did the, did the people miss the window or not but the safety car stayed out long enough that it, literally every single person stopped except for uh verstappen and perez on the hards and on bottas who also was, was on the right. hards even even joe who had stopped on lap two to go onto the hard stopped as well and 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 went onto the onto medium so yeah because yeah. by alpha romeo yeah yeah it's like they didn't really know what their strategy was and then we just kind right. of, they just winged it but yeah it was uh when the safety car came out the top five were on the main pit straight they didn't have an opportunity to come they didn't in really have it yeah they have um, they'd have to they'd have to guess that a safety car might come and yeah they yeah. weren't willing to to make that gamble at that particular moment. And then, so what, so what happened? They, they double stacked, well, they didn't really double stack the Ferraris. They managed to get signs out before Leclerc came in, but then they had to hold Leclerc because other cars were coming in and it cost him right. like three. That was seconds. when they had told Leclerc to keep that five second gap from, from a three second gap, which I think he was close to it. So I was like, Oh, perfect. This is going to be great. And then, yeah. and, and then when they come in, it's Lando, like 8.8 seconds. When, when Leclerc came in, you could see the, the, the time between Carlos and, and Leclerc. And it's like, Oh man, he's really backed them up. Yeah. Is he a going to get a penalty or B does that mean that he's just going to get swallowed up because he's still going to be in the pits as everyone else is coming in? Well, he right. just, he, they just had to hold Leclerc. Like they finished servicing the car, but they couldn't release him because there was, a, there was one overhead shot. You could see, I, I don't know who it was. It was coming, coming around Lando or whomever. I think Lando like, came and then Lewis right, right after behind. him was pulling like yeah, right Lewis. in front of him. 
Yeah. yeah, that's right. So yeah, George Russell was in the pits. Lewis sort of pulled in right in front of Ferrari, kind of almost blocking slowly, Leclerc's en- right? Yeah, Leclerc's exit, which cost him like another two seconds. So for Leclerc, it was just a disaster all round. Not really his own fault. Not really Ferrari's fault either. You know, but um, that's just been Leclerc's season. That's, you know, yeah. that's just, either he's just making a mistake, Ferrari's making a mistake, or something's just not going yeah. right for him. So he ended up. Everybody shuffled, but I think Leclerc ended up in. What was that? One, two, three, four, five, six. Six, It seemed like all the drivers that were the second driver in the team lost a few spots during the, during the pit stop. Um, like Lewis dropped back a little bit. George benefited from it. Um, the Haases did the same thing. Um, Nico dropped back a few spots where Kevin was able to stay up a little bit. But the two cars that didn't, two cars that didn't pit were the Red Bulls. Obviously they started on the hot tire. So yeah. they stayed out, but science made it out of the pit just before Verstappen. So yeah. it was science and then Verstappen at the restart. Um, that was he, humongous. Yeah. Well, humongous for him it? to get out. Yeah. Was it though? I mean, at the time it felt humongous, Mark. At the time it felt <laughs> humongous, but we, we got to forget that the Red Bulls suck now. Like the Red Bulls are a terrible car. Like, you got to right, change, right, change right. your thinking. It, and like, Max, just I don't put, think he wouldn't be able to get around them. I mean, maybe he had new tires, but yeah, I it was wasn't, I was very I'm, thankful that he got out. I was with them. you, Mark. I was one hundred percent with you. I thought it was huge as well. And then on the restart, I'm all, I'm expecting you know pressure from behind from the Red Bull, like Carlos, don't screw it up. But then you got to remember the Red Bulls suck now, and the, they're on hard someone tires. Put Red Bull stickers on the Alfatari and, and exactly put Verstappen in it. You know, so so. You know, Science pulled away, great restart, and then immediately the Red Bulls were all under pressure and were just getting past left and right. It was beautiful. It was glorious. It was yeah. that one on that one lap where they're going down from uh, the 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 new straight where they did where they took out the old uh, corners, those four corners, coming down there, and it was Verstappen getting overtaken by George. And Perez getting overtaken by I don't know was it Charles Land- or was it Lando or Charles? Or- yeah, it was it was both both Hamilton. Red Bulls getting overtaken yeah. on the same little straight there. They were just going nice. backwards. I think I think as it turned as it turns out now knowing what we know now, like Science would have got by uh, Verstappen like immediately. Probably, yeah. And unless I mean, there's always the possibility that Verstappen would have made it really hard, and maybe they would have had a collision or you know anything. He's got no happen. history of doing that. <laughs> well, when, I think it was Lando. When Lando got around Verstappen, it almost seemed like M- Max let him through. Like they were, I forget it was yeah, that right hand sharp ninety degree turn, and he just kind of let him go. I was like, oh, he must yeah. know. It, it would have just been the scenario where if Verstappen had held up Science and with George right behind, whether that would have given George an opportunity to get past Carlos. Yeah. Um, but the point is moot. It's yeah. you know the he got out in front. It was. I think it was more sort of symbolic than, uh, you know, than. Uh, and what was what was the word you used, Mark? Huge, uh, but it was you know it was good to it was good to see Verstappen a full pit stop behind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're in front of the guy. You've made your stop. He's on hard tires. They're going off. He's complaining about it. Yeah, yeah, and like instantaneously, they are hoping for another safety car for them to have. Mm-hmm any shot at even being up there at all. Um, at least that's what it looked at the time. And then what 
you know, was just an awful weekend all the way around for Fernando as well. He comes way too hot into the pit lane, goes fully out of the pit lane and comes back in to get into the pits. And you knew immediately there's going to be a penalty for that. That's not allowed. Showing that the form of Aston Martin from the beginning of the season has just gone way down uh, recently. And then finally, lap 23, the safety car comes in. Like we said, George, I mean, uh, Max is just losing spots easily. George gets by him right away. Um, Lando passes Checo right away. They're just dropping back. And then Alonso gets a five-second penalty already on the next lap. Um, Lewis passes Checo on the lap after that. So they're just falling back. Not good on them. Lando also passes Max there, too. Um, so he's back in the top three. And then a little bit, Carlos and George started pulling away from Lando. They had built up like a little three-second gap pretty fast. Um, but Lando was able to kind of make that gap smaller again pretty soon. But this is when we heard that Alonso had, I, I wasn't sure if it was in F1 or in racing altogether, but I think it was F1. It's in F1. He has, yeah. He's now driven 100,000 kilometers in F1. That's and that's insane. just in the races. That's not including qualifying right. practice or anything. That's just 100,000 kilometers of F1 races. It's like what they say unreal. twice around the world, two and a half times around mm-hmm. the world, I think it said. <laughs> in a Formula One car. Wow. That's wild. Over his, what, 22, 23 year career? I mean, when did yeah, he make his debut? One gallon per mile. <laughs> yeah. Some, I mean, that sounds about right, right? He started when he was 20, 21. Yeah, yeah. something like that. He's so, like 65 now, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> George drops out of DRS range from Carlos, and this is where it starts getting a little interesting. Nothing had really happened. We're at lap 31. It was looking like it was going to be a super boring race from here on out. Um, nothing was happening. Aside from the occasional tease of like a yellow flag and you're like, ooh. Right, right. Someone <laughs> going one point, off for some, a second. Yeah, and at one point, didn't someone come on the radio and said, there might be some light rain in a couple of laps? It's like, there's no yeah, such thing as that. light rain in Singapore. It's like, <laughs> it's like yeah. Zandvoort. It's a downpour or, or nothing, not. is it? But yeah, and but nothing nothing came along. But that, that was a moment where there could have been some excitement, but there wasn't. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, they kind of just into a groove for... Uh, for a whole bunch of laps i think the the we were talking about alan alonso going over the the curbs got on the way into the pits i don't know if you guys noticed but when when max came in he ended up Mm. riding that curb he didn't go across it but he was as close as anyone from doing exactly what fernando just did a few laps earlier Wow. You, di- you didn't see an in-car you didn't see one of like an elevated but it showed you that the ang- the normal angle as he came yeah. around and you could see that he went up that curb um and then we saw a really interesting move from Ocon. um he was trying to get by checo and it was at one of the chicanes and it looked like he was kind of dumbing him going around the outside on the first turn but then 
got the great line as Checo was trying to defend it on the second turn of the chicane and was able to, to get by him pretty easily. But that was that was really clever from Ocon. That really was really like that. nice driving. That was the yeah. move of the race. He, he kind of, te- he, you know, he used that whole section just to position, you know, get Checo driving defensively and then to position his car for the that final exit that would get him the best opportunity to pass that was and then as we were you know a little bit later on seeing people in that same part of the track having seen Ocon do it I was kind of willing people to kind of do the same thing because I could see that it could be done because Ocon did it um but it was yeah great piece of driving really good yeah and then uh, finally the red bulls bite the bullet i guess they're done waiting for a safety car to come they're sliding all over the track (laughs) so lap 40 checo comes into the pits and drops all the way to last place the next lap max comes in and drops all the way down to p15 and it seemed at the time that red bulls race was over right um people were saying you know that that's it the race they they made the wrong decision was starting on the hards and staying out this long but that's what it was looking at the time uh we hear fernando say that his car is undrivable which has he had just come in from the pits so you'd think that he would be okay but he's already struggling on the tires just a couple laps later and then we hear or we see that alcon has to pull off the track um he was still partially on track. It was right at the pit exit, I believe, like right at the end of that straight is where he pulled off. Um, so not the hardest place for people to get him off, but he was still in a pretty precarious position there. Um, so we got a brief virtual safety car. Um, but looking at looking at the, the notes now, I didn't realize how close it was to when Verstappen had pitted. It was like two laps after Verstappen yeah. had pitted that that the virtual safety car came out. So the Red Bull guys must have been like, oh, we yeah. just held on for two more laps. Yeah, that's yeah. the that's the luck that we've been talking about every every podcast. Like how much luck do they need to get this streak, keep this streak going? And exactly. I just needed yeah. Ocon to... to his losing was it lost his transmission right i think he lost his gearbox we just needed his gearbox to last three fewer laps i think the 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 red bulls weekend was over way way before way before ocon's car died but yeah uh maybe if they get rid of all their bad luck in one race they'll they'll be back on it in japan who knows but yeah. yeah alpine's been the one team that's just had a lot of bugs in their car this year yeah there's not really been a lot of reliability issues they always do right yeah I mean, right. Last I mean, year with, with yeah, Fernando, Fernando last year was like the most, yeah, he lost like the most laps due to their mechanical gremlins or just sort of straight up bad luck due to collisions or things like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, they're just kind of a mess all the way from the top down, it seems. But um, anyway, this is where we get the surprising call from Mercedes. I was shocked that they were willing to risk this. I mean, it worked out in the, the end perfectly for them. But the Mercedes decide to double stack on lap 45 during the virtual safety car. Where where was George at the time when, when this he happened? He was in second. He was in second, so he, he lost. He was in second. Saying, telling his two. race engineer that, I want to win this race. I'm like, yeah. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, I think it was, a, um, it was a great. It was a great call. Like, what, what, what yeah. were you going to do? You've been tooling around behind the guy for twenty laps. Oh, yeah, twenty four laps. Gotta do do something. something different. Try and everybody race, had talked like, about those medium tires that they had. You know, yeah, yeah that's fresh. exactly right, Mark. They, they they made this decision 
earlier in the weekend that they were going to take an extra set of mediums. Yeah. So they had one extra set of mediums than anyone else. And it almost, it was almost scripted for them to do it. Yeah. Because it was the right, it was what, uh, lap 45 out of 62, right? So it's not even 20 laps. It was, there's enough time to catch. Because if, if Ocon had gone, you know, if his car had packed up five laps later, then there's not enough, there aren't yeah, enough the laps window was closed, to, to yeah. make up that, the pit stop time. So it was like, it was right on the money of when it needed to be. And it fell seemingly to them. It's just then a question of, well, if you're in second and in fourth, or they second and third at this point, um, wouldn't you not have split the strategy and kept, kept Russell out there? Cause he's in second place. Right, right. Catching is one thing, Martin. Passing is another, right? Yeah, it's you know? Barry Walker. <laughs> um, so it's like, you know, he's giving up second place to have to go back and know that he's got to make up the the time to pass Leclerc, pass Lando, to get back I, I, into the position he was. I love the call. I love the call though. Like give up second place for the chance to win. Like he wasn't going to yeah. win from second. Like he'd been in second for 24 laps and done nothing. Yeah. And yeah. and nothing was going to change on on hard tires. They're just going to stay the same. Deg's going to be the same and you're just going to be stuck behind the guy. It, unless it, it he, was gutsy. Unless it was a gutsy front, call. Unless the guy in front of you puts it in the wall, let's try and win this freaking race. Nobody's you know, nobody's winning the championship here. Let's try and win yeah. a win a motor race. I, I love it. Yeah. I agree. I'm right with you, Martin. I thought it was a bold move, and I really liked it. And then Fernando decided decided to come in too. He served his five second penalty, and then unfortunately, <laughs> oh, after the five second penalty, <laughs> they have an awful stop. They couldn't um, get the tires on. The jack couldn't get it up, or uh, yeah. the front. Yeah, really the front tire wasn't on properly, and then the back the back of the car was down on the ground when it shouldn't have been. Both, yeah, both the right side tires it weren't on correctly. It was just the most bizarre pit yeah. stop I've oh. ever seen. Like the jack, I guess, didn't work because there was like three dudes just literally, <laughs> yeah, they literally like they were trying to lift the back of the car up. <laughs> yeah, they did it by hand almost. You're right, Mark. I mean, uh, it was. I mean, yeah. what, what, what? Talk about like the biggest change in a team from start of the season to the towards the end yeah. of the season. I mean, like, they've just been outdeveloped. They showed up with a really good car. And yeah. they've not moved it on at the same rate. Like, say, yeah. McLaren had nine upgrades on the car this time. Right. And this and Singapore is typically like the last big batch of updates because now they're off. They're you know they're in Singapore, they're in Japan, then they're over yeah, to the US, and then Brazil and Mexico. It's like there's no point at which it's convenient to bring a whole bunch of up- updates from the factory yeah. so this is the one where you typically will get them and yeah it seems that aston martin if they did have them yeah. they, they maybe they were on uh stroll's car and they're all smashed to pieces yeah. now if they've yeah. gone from clearly the second best car i guess what well, you know maybe yeah they were, the, i think i would say they were second best car at the beginning of the, the best car season now. Definitely. Yeah. definitely we were talking yeah. about how they might develop because they had so much extra wind tunnel time to yeah. catch red bull at the beginning yeah. of the win a, season win yeah. a race yeah is is it, how many is fernando going to win a race could stroll you know put make a make no. an impact no him. no he did <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert he did not <laughs> no <laughs> but um it makes me think of in, an interesting 
quote, I guess, from Gunther in his book when he said that there's a lot of added emphasis on upgrades. And he says that it's not necessarily about having extra upgrades that's going to help you. It's about making the right upgrades at the right time. And it seems that Aston Martin's upgrades, they've brought some throughout the year, but they've never really, it's never really brought them any farther. Yeah. Um, So just interesting that, you know, Gunther had said that, and you can see that, that, that juxtaposition between, you know, them and McLaren, whose upgrades are, are working very well. Or like a Haas that doesn't bring that many upgrades, but when they do, it, it seems to bring them up that much further and they tweak it as the season goes on. Um, but super interesting and really poor from, from Fernando all weekend. Not, not, not his fault necessarily the whole time, but, um, yeah, really unfortunate for him. And then, we thought Max was out of the race, but lap 48, he is already back up into the points and chasing on fresh tires, um, moving up the field. A few laps later, he passes Liam. He's up into P8 um, and looking like who, who knows how far he could go up. I mean, he's obviously not going to win the race at this point, but who knows what he can make up now. This is where lap 53, George gets ahead of Charles. They're catching up. He's into a podium position now, and they are looking like, I mean, the so commentators are making it seem in, like he was, he was going to, he was going to win the race already. In like, yeah, in like what, nine laps there, he probably closed like uh, 15, 16 seconds. Like it yeah, was more yeah, than a two second. Two seconds a lap. A lap. Fast. Yeah. He was closing. 1.8 times, probably. Yeah. yeah. Just under two. Yeah. And yeah, I think I texted to the chat. I was like, just uh, Charles needs to make his turn his Ferrari into a wall, you know, so yeah. he can't can't overtake. But unfortunately, I think he lost 0.2 seconds or something to Carlos. I mean, I guess he lost two 2.2 seconds to Carlos because he was going to catch him by two seconds and he didn't. He only lost 0.2 seconds on the lap when he had to overtake Charles. So. Um, that didn't really work out, but yeah, I mean, George and, and, uh, Lewis were doing exactly what they needed to do. They were, they were on it. They were getting everything out of those tires and the, the pressure was just ramping. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then you see Lando start to get within DRS range of Carlos. And then I got way too excited thinking that (laughs) magic was going to happen, which, I should have known. Oh, a, Lando vic- a Lando victory coming over the horizon, Jason. That Lando was saving his tires, and you know yeah. he's gonna he's gonna make the move on Carlos. This is it. That buddy. might have crossed through my mind. Yeah, that <laughs> might have happened. <laughs> but no, Carlos but no. was playing four D chess, right, Jason? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Carlos is the genius in this race. You hear the his engineer say that look, Lando is, is catching up to you. And Carlos saying, yeah, that's on purpose. And <laughs> he's keeping him there so that Mercedes isn't able to get by Lando. It was absolutely genius. Yeah, and because he, um, he came on and, and he said, give me gap to Lando right. every lap. Yeah. So right. he was he wanted, he was he, wanting yeah. to know. He wants to give Lando DRS, basically. Yeah. yeah. So that, yeah, for the to, to, to negate the overtake. And I guess, and of course... The, these medium tires, they had done. They put them on lap forty-four. So now we're we're close to twenty laps in. So the medium tires are definitely losing their no edge for sure, right? Yeah, you, yeah. They don't. 
So the harder they push, the more they push, the, it wasn't there. But it, it didn't feel like that as I was watching it. It felt like that Russell was on a rocket ship and was just going to blast by all of them. I think I put on the chat, like, I can just see him passing Carlos on the last lap to win this race, um, which would have been awesome, of course, uh, n- no matter what. But, uh, yeah, the oh, uh, Ferrari. What? Yeah, <laughs> I know. But it, just, it was just, it, I, I haven't been this, I haven't been this excited to him. I haven't been this excited watching a race for a long time, have we? I mean, come on. At this point in the race, it was just amazing. When when they came up, when George came up behind Lando, and it was Carlos, Lando, George, Lewis, it was like two seconds between them. Oh, like between four cars. It was Lewis was slammed to George's rear. I mean, he was on his diffuser for like five laps at the end, just on. Yeah, Lewis was like, "Get out the way, let me take them." Like, I'll I'll do it. Like at the one point, it looked like George was defending from Lewis and like giving up on Lando. Like it it was crazy. Yeah, and it was going like the laps were ticking away, and uh, you know, I think there was probably three or four laps of just like really intense battling between the four of them with Carlos just giving, giving Lando that little bit of DRS that was needed. And then there was one, maybe lap 58 where, um, where Lando had a really good move into that back straight. Just couldn't, you know, he was half a car length, half a car length from being able to just get alongside you know, for George to get alongside Lando and Lando just managed to, I guess that, uh, that, uh, that McLaren in a straight line, it's just got a little bit over, um, the Mercedes at the moment. Um, maybe, yeah. I don't know, maybe I George just used all his battery point. on a different part of the circuit, maybe down into turn seven or whatever, but just yeah. didn't well, come guess, off. Uh, as as you know, Ferrari fans that that myself and Mark are, and I guess Jason is a as a McLaren fan, as a Lando fan, we're all hoping for different different things. I was hoping for Lando to defend. I didn't care where Lando finished. Like <laughs> I just didn't want Carlos to lose. But you were like, no, hold on to second. Like keep second. Like don't don't give up. But yeah, as it turns out, right last lap, George, you know, coming into that 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 turn. I mean, I've watched, have you all watched the different video replays uh, from the different angles? You got the onboard, you got the, the shot from behind, but yeah, Lando tags the wall slightly on the outside. And then George just inexplicably did the same. Hits it just that little bit harder front right, and it, it broke, it breaks the front right wheel. The wheel, that wheel stops turning. Uh, like it's not rolling yeah. forward, it's locked up. But earlier in the broadcast, or earlier in the race, Martin. Uh, was saying Brundle was saying when you're on a street track like this you can get mesmerized a little bit and it's always the case whenever you're racing with someone if they go off track because you're following them around and if they run wide on the exit of a corner you know it's very easy for you to run wide right equally on the way into a corner if you're a little too wide and the guy behind Especially if George is like, I'm going to take a slightly wider line than Lando, try and get a run on him, try and put my yeah. car in a slightly different position. I mean, yeah, Lando hit the wall barely, and 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 George just just smacked it, and he was totally distraught. He went from yeah third place to you know and uh, to and points to sixteenth, I guess, right? Because everyone to, was on the same lap. Everyone was on the lead lap. Right. Everyone yep. was yeah. He, he was so out, he. Yeah. 
he was only Bottas, yeah. Ocon, and Sonoda finished behind him exactly. Um, and yeah, he was he was not happy, but fair, fair play to the guy. At the end of the day, this race I I didn't see this race as being about championship points. This was about guts and and, this was and just taking a damn chances and, and yeah. driving yeah. and putting trying to give giving yourself an opportunity to stand on the top step of the podium. And I think he he did that for himself. And yeah, he, he made a mistake at the very end, but uh, I think he can he can hold his head up high. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, he went from being thinking that you know like f- five minutes, maybe ten minutes before that, he was thinking he's in a really good chance to win this race. To and win. I think even even up until. No, the, yeah, you know, even up until like a lap or two before that, when it's like oh, this is it's actually going to be tougher to get by these guys than I thought, he still thought he had a chance. And the then odds, he was in the war. I was I was looking at because I had money on on science winning, so I was looking at the odds just as everything was changing. And when he was steaming up to the back of, uh, even before he overtook Leclerc, maybe, but certainly after he overtook Leclerc, steaming up to the back of Lando, like George Russell was the overwhelming favorite to win the race. Um, money must have been piling onto him, you know, on these, uh, sport on the, on the betting sites, but yeah, it just, it just didn't, didn't quite work out for him. But what, what, what would the driver say, right? Do you want a guaranteed second place or do you want, you know, go for a chance to, to win the race? And he took, he took the charts, you know, good for him. Yeah. 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 But we finally got in 2023, a race winner <laughs> that is not a Red Bull driver. And Carlos Sainz was able to pull it out. Um, unbelievable race from him with Lando and Lewis rounding out the the podium positions. I mean, we've said it over and over again. This is definitely the most exciting race we've had all season. We've had for a few seasons, really. Um, yeah. Really, really a, great. And in a in a hark back to history, 1988, which I think I mentioned before, when McLaren won every single race bar one. The one race that was won was by Ferrari, Gerhard Berger, I think, as we wow. mentioned before. So, you know, who knows? I we're I'm still assuming the Red Bulls are going to be back on it next week in Suzuka and are going to be the team to beat. Um, yeah, that's that's the question. I don't I think you're going to be wrong. I don't think you're wrong. <laughs> what do you think, I mean, Mark? That track is built for Red Bull, so it shouldn't yeah. be too difficult. But what is going on with their car? What yeah. was but, this? But what's so I think different it was about just Singapore, Singapore then? But what's so different about Singapore? They couldn't hook it up. Like they always suck at Singapore, though. Max has they? never won there. Max has right. never won at Singapore. Um, oh, Checo won there last year, all... but... but yeah, it, Checo's it's the, just, it's the... a unique track. Yeah, it's, it's high... like Monaco XL, isn't it? That's what they say, sort of. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But yeah to be that far off the pace though that they were miles off the pace yeah they weren't even yeah. close well they they were and they weren't because i mean their race pace at certain it parts like, it was tough to really compare because they started on the hards and you know the whole way that things played out but their race pace was pretty quick so their car yeah. is still quick i mean getting yeah. around other cars at singapore is always just a challenge but yeah i mean i'm imagining it's going to be back to status quo come suzuka yeah. <laughs> I mean, he still finished. Max still finished P five on the race from starting yeah. P eleven. So that's point three of a good. second behind Charles, I think. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, George should have finished ahead of him, of course. You know, let's let's true, try and knock true. some of those places. Let's knock him down a yeah. few places. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, fair point. Fair point. And I think 
he was like third favorite to even win the race, like before the race even started. You know, we've seen him win from everywhere on the grid, right? So yeah. used to say he can't win from eleventh. You know, he's he's won from further back before. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But how I mean, many race wins does Carlos have now? I know he's got just two, two at Ferrari. Two. two. Is it yeah, just that's, that's it. it, right? Just the two. two yeah. yeah, Silverstone last year and this one. Yeah. Um, and then oh, winners and losers. I mean, obviously, we've said it enough. Carlos and Ferrari. Definitely winners on the day. Lando had an unbelievable day. Liam is showing oh, that he's one of the biggest winners for sure. Yeah, he definitely. is the real deal. And I mean, we've been talking about him kind of, you know, in the background for a while now, at least a few months. And um, it's he's showing that he can really, you know, even if it's not at AlphaTauri next year, if they decide to keep Yuki and Danny. Maybe he'll take Logan's spot at Williams, but like he deserves to be on the grid. I think. I mean, yeah. Danny, who, right? I mean, da- why? Well, why? <laughs> I know. I mean, Daniel Ricky's Danny Rick's going to come back. Um, obviously, not in time for Suzuka, but probably in time for Qatar. So that'll have been four races that uh, that Lawson's been in to. Uh, to to stake his claim obviously competing in the super formula in japan i know that there is when we have the qatar grand prix it's the final round of super formula at suzuka but i think they've raced already there this season so you know he'll have driven something around there he knows what he's doing he knows knows what he's doing yeah Yeah. so he's he's he'll have been on that track before yeah it won't be a new track like singapore for him so hopefully yeah. that will give him another opportunity to um, show what he can do. He definitely deserves to be on the grid. I think yeah. if it stays Yuki, Danny, uh, AlphaTauri, then I think the only other spot really that's around right now is is Williams because I don't think that Logan Sargent is going to get renewed. Um, Probably not. So that would be – because I, but at the same time, you look at it and you think – well, a Red Bull going to look at the whole Piastri situation and think, actually, we've got a really good kid here that could be the real deal. And then look at Yuki and Daniel and say, well, one of you's got to go. Because they wouldn't want to lose him. I'm sorry. Yuki's and I think it's probably go. Yuki. Yeah. The way that he's yeah. shaking out right now, I think it could be yeah. Yuki that goes. Yeah. I, uh, I'm not saying Daniel's like some long term solution, but. At least he's got experience. He can help develop the car, you know, that kind of stuff. But yeah, Yuki, uh, I just. Yeah, because I, I think that Yuki is now, you know, if you want to look at how you want to assess Liam as a driver over the next year or so, you'd rather have Daniel Ricciardo in the same car next to him to really say, absolutely, is he, is he going to be the guy? I think yeah. with both Danny and Liam coming in, and immediately sort of putting Yuki in the shade a little bit means that D- Daniel's got to be the barometer. Daniel's got to be the benchmark for Liam over the next couple of years. And I think that's going to have a shake out how it's going to shake yeah. out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'd like to nominate Oscar to be put on the winner's list. I don't yeah, know exactly how things transpired <laughs> because I know at one point I was like, Oh man, Oscar's in like seven, he was way down. And then, all of a sudden, at the end of the race, I'm like, oh, he figured things out somehow. I don't really know how his race went that he was able to finish where he went, but I 
I However, mean, he, he made it up to where he was. I'd say he had had a pretty good race, considering how things started in the week. He followed the same strategy as everybody else. You know, he started on on the medium tire and then changed changed tire under the safety car to the hard, and then he he stayed out. He didn't he didn't come in when everybody else was mm. charging, but he managed to stay you know stay ahead of uh, um, you know all these guys that that, that pitted on lap forty three. Um, and just, yeah, drove a solid race. I agree with you. He must've put in some solid lap times to, to make it happen because yeah, he, he didn't really deserve to be, go out in Q1. I think he was on a, a fast lap. He just got a little bit unlucky Man. with the way it all shook out, but yeah, he, he, he didn't do him. He, he did himself, uh, justice. I think, you know, he did yeah. make the best of what he could. Yeah. What and- happened to Bottas? He, he retired from the race. I don't he even retired, think I saw that. Yeah. Like around like lap 50. I'm not sure yeah. exactly why he was because he's can be, he's been kind of anonymous. I think the Alfa Romeos have been pretty anonymous the last. It's like you don't even. It's yeah. like they're not even a team on the grid exactly. most times. You're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. like when you put up that, oh, they renewed Joe. I'm like, all right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Bottas is going to contract through next year as well. So yeah, I mean that's. I mean, they're that's just kicking tires until Audi gets there. It, there yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're not it's putting not- anything into the car. It's just they're just waiting. They're in limbo. There's no storyline associated with the alphas at all, is there? Yeah. Really? No. You know, with, you know. Botas's mustache. Yeah. Yeah. Botas <laughs> is trying to make himself her personality, yeah. Sort of, sort of Finnish, Finnish Australian. Exactly. Right. Uh, that's their, but, that's their team. That's their yeah. team. Uh, you know, that's what they show. But yeah, yeah you don't hear anything about Joe um, really at all. But. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll got, see. It. We'll see if anything changes going forward with them. But yeah, I mean, Red no Bull, obviously, yeah, the, the bigger losers, like you said this week. But and but is George really a loser though? Like, keep up George in the losers column. I don't know. Like, George he, had a great weekend. It just ended. He did it to himself. Him. Yeah, it just ended <laughs> I mean, nine corners too early. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just you know, don't beat yourself up too much, George. You know, if you're not first, you're last. I'm sorry. You know. <laughs> like Martin Brundle says, this isn't finishing school. Like you come to perform and get results. And he had an amazing 61 laps. Yeah. yeah. And then he completely blew it to finish fir- on him to finish first. You first have to finish. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And Lewis has outplayed him all season. I mean, we saw, last year there was talk that maybe George is up there with Lewis, but Lewis, the first half of the season last year always was, having the he was the development driver exactly exactly he was getting the 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 pieces of the car that nobody knew about and as soon as it switched to them having equal cars lewis was ahead of him again um and this isn't the first time that you know george has been in a leading or top position and whether to his fault or whether it's his fault or not has has lost that position um before so i don't know we'll see I mean, Lewis is outplaying him this season. That is for sure. Um, and then, it's of Lewis course, Hamilton. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, right. It's not like he's, you know, got someone else in the car. It's, it's Lewis Hamilton still. Yeah. So it's 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 quite the teammate to, had to have to beat. So. Yeah, and then of course Aston Martin just doing what they've been doing for the past few weeks, and then Logan, those are the the last losers of the of the weekend. And then for another loser, myself and Coops Martin. You want to uh, <laughs> go into that? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Coop, the scores in Coops this week were a little depressed. You know, lots of people obviously predicting, you know, Verstappen to win and Perez to be up there. That didn't happen. So 
Um, we had a uh, past champion. I mean, Ed, and then a bunch of numbers, Ed six, nine, nine, four, five, five, whatever that is. Um, got, got, uh, the top score along with Ed Ali, um, 215 points. Um, and then, yeah, overall, I think, uh, the, uh, Cappy 61 maintains the top spot, but yeah, Jason, you dropped down one spot to third, um, with BHB, uh, popping up to second, but Nick, you know, rising up eight spots to to fifth overall. So, you guys, I just, had you, I had Carlos for pole and the win. Wow, wow! So just you, you, you studied the form. You drank the juice. You, you looked into your crystal ball, and you, you pressed. The I, right I just saw how fast he he was through throughout the weekend. On, you know, yeah. on Friday, he, yeah. he was I picked him super, for pole too. Fast. Yeah, um, I just picked but, Max to beat him. Mark, you you're still making inroads. A great great prediction from you up to 18th overall you rose up 15 places so nice there's still time time to make a move myself just less the less said the better um <laughs> sliding backwards into the hundreds somewhere and, <laughs> no. you know but um still all to play for still you know plenty of time Un- unlike the F- uh, formula one championship anything can change for the last few races of the season yeah. Um yeah, still got what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven races to go. Seven, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. and then next week we are at Suzuka. Yeah. Such Love a Suzuka. Track. We'll see what happens. See if the Red Bulls can can put it put their car back to the way it used to be and you know, resume their dominance. We Hopefully not. It would be great yeah, to basically. see the other <laughs> teams not. keep this up. But I mean, what if we're talking about? Have people are people talking about when can Max be crowned champion? Could he? Could he win the? He could have been. He could have in Singapore. Yeah. But so now, it's all about now. Like it's if, all about if, now. If, if he wins and everybody else's crashes, or you know, then yeah. he can he can be champion. So it's it's going to happen. Um, it's just a, cake, a matter of uh, yeah. When is it? He has to give up the corner. I had to bounce ahead. What is wrong with these people? Thanks for listening to our review of the 2023 Singapore Grand Prix. And join us next week for our review of the 2023 Japanese Grand Prix at Suzuka. Thanks again.